Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today, I want to talk about bullying in the workplace. That's right. If you've ever been bullied, picked on, teased, we're going to talk about that today because there is definitely a strong link to being bullied in the workplace and suicide. We talk so often about kids being bullied in school, but there's not a lot of conversation about adults being bullied in the workplace. And we, we've all experienced it on some, whether it's a microscopic level, one-time incident, but some type of bullying or harassment or being badgered or being freezed out, you know, just different levels of bullying. And and I want to tease it out from, <laughs> I, I use the word teasing. I want to separate it from being picked on. Um, when I was in school, I remember being in school and I would sweat a lot, as, especially as a middle school kid. And the kids occasionally would uh, uh, pick on me for, or tease me. I wouldn't say pick on me. I was teased for having, you know, sweaty, smelly armpits. But I never thought of it as bullying. Like they, I, they didn't freeze me out. I, I wasn't badgered or harassed. Um, but they would just, you know, do a little, and then be like, you know, make a little face, and that'll be it. Like it, it never went beyond that. But it didn't feel like bullying. It just made me, you know, want to wear deodorant and make sure my clothes were clean. You know, just improve my hygiene. Like, but I didn't. Um, but I will say, at forty-seven, I'm very conscious of how I smell at all times. I'll take five showers a day if I, if I have to because <laughs> I still sweat, you know. Uh, you know, as guys, we're just, we're just stinky, smelly beings. Uh, so, and I'm also, like, conscious of the, how foods I eat and how that uh, affects my body odor and stuff. I used to wear a lot of cologne because I thought that that would make me smell better and cover it up, and I discovered that does not work at all. <laughs> It only makes it worse. You, yeah, I mean, yeah, it only, especially if you're a sweaty person, it, it, it's no bueno. And then I also discovered, uh, another side note before we hop into the episode, that, you know, when you're anxious, that can also affect, you know, being emotional or nervous or anxious, that uh, breeds a certain odor that um, is unattractive, apparently, to be the opposite sex. So, you know, I've learned to stay calm and serene and eat foods that keep me clean on the inside. So I smell good on the outside. Uh, so I appreciate and I And I definitely want to distinguish the difference between, um, you know, being bullied and harassed um, and being picked on. When, when someone's picked on, uh, typically, it's a uh, it's, it's it's acute. It's a very quick, temporary thing. Like you might get picked on for, you know, the clothes you decided to wear to school that day, or you know, um, you know, the, the way you said something. You might get picked on for that, and it can be very quick and fleeting. Um, and then you have being teased, which when I think about teased versus bullied when I think about being teased in school it's like a lot of the kids are doing it and they're teasing you over one thing like maybe you fell down in front of class or 
a girl, you know, rejected you in front of everybody. So then you got teased for that for the rest of the day. Um, but it, but it's very acute. It's usually a one-off. It's not something that's lingering. But when I think about being bullied and bullying, it's usually one individual or a very small group of individuals who are constantly harassing and badgering and freezing you out. It, it, it repeatedly happens over a period of time, and there doesn't seem to be a why. There doesn't seem to be a reason. Right, usually when you're you're picked on or teased, it's for something very specific, but uh, the bullying just seems like like it's all happening because you're you, right? Um, and but and there's usually like some type of pecking order where the person is, especially in a workplace. Usually when we talk about bullying in a workplace, is usually you know someone who has a higher ranking order uh, or position than you. They even call it. Bully side, right? Bully side is what happens when the cause of suicide is attributable to the victim having been bullied. And so there, if just know that if this is happening to you, you are not the blame. You're not the blame when you're being bullied. There is, um, there is zero acceptability for being bullied in the workplace. If someone has an issue with you, they need to take that up with HR or management or, you know, find some uh, logistical, professional way of expressing their grievances versus, uh, you know, abusing you, harassing you, and making you feel uncomfortable on a daily basis, right? Because, you know, these bullies, they are unethical, and they will do anything, they will use any tactic to abuse their power. All they care about is hurting, manipulating, controlling, and eliminating you, getting you fired. That's right. Uh, these people are not good people. They will kiss up and, and kick down, and they are masters of deception. So know that you're, you're dealing with someone who has a history of doing this and is not acceptable. It's not acceptable at all because a lot of times what we do is we start to internalize and believe it's something we're doing or saying or maybe it's the way we look or it's it's uh, the way we speak or something. It, it Maybe there's something about me that deserves this or that's drawing this attention. If I can just eliminate it, then I will eliminate the bullying. No, these people, the bullies trick us into thinking that we are the problem. They use emotional abuse that they cause to convince us that the target that that we are mentally ill, right? Um, and it and it sets the stage uh, for us isolating ourselves and then you know having thoughts of ending our lives or wanting to quit the job or what have you. And it really has a profound effect on our work experience. I was never bullied at work. I did have a situation where I was picked on. And like I said, picked on and teased is very acute where I used to work at Popeye's when I was in high school. And my manager just out the blue was like, hey, man, let's, let's, you think you can fight me? And I was like, 
Like I was just doing my job. I, I, I didn't threaten him. I didn't insinuate that I could fight him. He just out the blue came out the office and was like, yo, you think you could fight me? And, and I was like, what? I was so confused and shocked. He's like, you know what? Let's go outside. I, you know, you, you bigger than me, you younger than me. You think you can think you can take me. And I was, <laughs> I just remember standing there dumbfounded. Um, I, I don't remember what my response was. I don't remember if we went out back to fight. I don't think we did. Cause I, we definitely did not fight whatever that was, but I, but to this day, I, I just was going because this is somebody who I broke bread with, meaning that I'd been over his house. We ate lunch together. We 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 talked about you know music and movies. We, you know we had we there was there was never any perceived tension uh, on my part, and so for him to be like, "You want to fight?" I was like, "What is this?" I just felt like I was being picked on, but. And it was something that never came up again. Like it wasn't a repeated, when we talk about bullying, it's a repeated form of abuse and harassment. This was a one-off. It was almost like uh, he was off his meds or just started new meds or uh, got a text from someone like, uh, you know, uh, that triggered him and he just needed to project onto someone. It, it was just such a random incident. Uh, but but I remember it, you know, to this day, because I was I was I think I was like sixteen, seventeen, and he was, you know, close to thirty. And I was like, why do you? <laughs> I don't understand this. Um, so what does it look like when we're being bullied? Because the bullies is counting on you being a bit confused and preying on your fear of appearing crazy if you report it. And so we may be being bullied and look back and be like, I didn't, I don't think I did anything to, to trigger this kind of response from this person or from these people. So it's, it's kind of jarring, right? Um, and, and that's what the bully is preying on. So a bully will typically uh, put you down, especially over trivial matters, little things, um, how you dress, the, the way you end your sentences, uh, the... <laughs> The way the way you smell, just little things they'll reprimand you for, or pick on you for the way your your feet turn in or out, or the 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 way you eat lunch is just little things they start to uh, attack you for, and then they'll also convince you that you are incompetent, that you can't do the job, you're not worthy. You, you shouldn't even be here. How did you even pass the uh, admissions process, right? And so, and, they, and they'll maybe, might even do this verbally in front of other people to get others to uh, participate in the emotional abuse or to get others to see you as not being uh, competent at what you do. And they'll also drive you to report the problem, right? And But then when you do that, when you report the problem to HR, somehow it escalates the bully's behavior. It doesn't even uh, slow them down. They'll, they'll turn it up and they'll, uh, they'll file a grievance also and cite a bunch of ridiculous, uh, once again, trivial matters that 
um, that has triggered their, uh, or it, as a counterattack to make you look like you're crazy and incompetent, right? And they'll make out, outrageous and outlandish uh, accusations against you that'll just throw you so far off um, that HR will have to follow up with it and it just gets bogged up in all this paperwork or whatever. And then you start to feel alone because usually the bully has a solid reputation. That, that's why they are typically your superior, your boss, your manager. And so people are more likely to, to side with them and the company's more likely to side with them also than with you, especially if you hold a position that they could easily fill with someone else. The manager typically has a position that takes years of, of time and skill and experience to fill, and so they might be more hesitant to fire and repri or to reprimand and fire that person than they would be to fire you. They just want to make things uh, you know, go away as quickly and easily as possible, and that is also what the bully at work is counting on, right? Now, our responses to what's happening to us is natural. A lot of times when we're being bullied, it's important that we recognize that depression, impaired decision-making, these are all natural responses to stress. And, you know, even the suicidal thinking, this is in line with the impaired decision-making. You know, because now the bully is in our head. It's hard for us to sleep at night. We're, we're worried about going to work. Maybe they've made some subtle threats. Maybe they've made more covert or overt threats towards you, uh, you know, whether it's damage to your vehicle or to your person or to your job. Um, or even showing up to your house, all these different things that make you fear and think more about this person uh, so that you really can't focus, right? And this can lead to, to health issues. Now you're calling off work, you don't want to show up, and now you're losing money. So there's a financial impact, a physical impact, a health impact. And so how do we deal, how do we, how do we deal with bullies? How do we take our um, our power back instead of you know giving our power away. So one of the things that we can do is use our cell phone. Record every interaction that you have with the bully. Everything. Because uh, what you're trying to do is build up evidence, build a case, and then you can splice up that audio however you want to. And then also any communication with the bully, try to get it all in writing, whether it's via email or text. I recommend email so that you can keep the thread going instead of text because when you, when they, if you show them text messages, it might make it sound like you have a personal relationship with this person. And then the, uh, the bully can say, well, we've been texting back and forth. You know, I thought we were friends and just teasing each other, but that's, but you wouldn't have the same language in text that you would in email, especially if it's a work-related email address that you're using. Meaning, like, I have a Gmail account, but some of you might have, like, you know, Sally Smith at, um, 
uh, you know, facebook.com or sallysmith at google.com. You might have a workplace email. And so the language that people usually use in their workplace emails uh, is typically going to be more professional than what you would use in a text message. And so then you have that, that, that thread. And then you also have the time at which the emails were sent. Um, and so all these, you're just trying to accumulate as much evidence against this person as possible before you start talking to the HR person or before you start talking to an attorney or a union rep or any of those things that uh, you can do later on down the road. Now, um, in a Harvard Business Review, they, they talk about how to address bullying, and they have three ways of, of doing this. One is they say, become a bee. When we think about bees, you know, we think about being stung by a bee, but what makes a, a bee powerful is that it does have that stinger. And so to figure out what your sting is, and typically your sting or your thing, your sting thing or your thing sting is make sure you are doing your work to the letter of the law. Um, check all the boxes, do everything as you, you know, show up when you're supposed to show up, leave when you're supposed to leave. Just make sure that you're leaving as little room, zero to no room, for the bully to attack you, for them to find little trivial things to bring up and assault you with, right? And when we think about a bee, they, they have a sting, they get one sting, and so stick to that one thing. The fewer weaknesses that you uh, display, then the, the fewer weaknesses that they have to exploit. So, um, and, and so you'll have hard documented policies to back up your actions and behaviors. Everything that you do should be policy supported from the time you walk into the workplace. And that way you can say, well, according to document, blah, 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 or article, blah, 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 or according to this policy, this is how we do things. So you're not talking about, you're not coming from a place of emotions. Well, I felt like doing this, or I felt like saying that you're saying, well, these are the policies, and this is how my actions um, are in line with that. And then it, it's, it's, and now it's the bully versus the policy versus the bully versus you, right? And so follow things as close. And I, and I know that that sucks, and uh, that makes the place a bit more of a tense place for you. But you know, we we want to make sure that we are leaving little space to be uh, attacked, assaulted, harassed, um, or faulted in any kind of way, especially if things are brought to the HR level, right? The other thing that you can do in terms of being like a B, according to the Harvard Business Review, is strengthen your network. The, the, a lot of times, bullies will pick on people who don't have a strong support group. They, they'll pick on a person who is isolated, ostracized, or, or maybe new to the job, so they don't have a tribe yet. They don't have friends. They don't have colleagues. Nobody really knows who they are. And, and especially if the, the more outsider you appear, like maybe not only are you new at the job, but you're new to the city or you're new to the country, the more of an outsider you are, the fewer connections you have 
that's related to the workplace, the more likely they are to target you. So just being aware of that, right? The bullies know how to pick people who can uh, or are typically uh, easier to bully and who really are less likely to say anything. That's what they're really looking for. People who are less likely to say anything and people who will have fewer people to say anything to. If you're new at the job, then you haven't made any friends or connections of people that you can say something to. So you want to strengthen your network. And this is the importance of when I started, you know, I mean, now I do stand-up, but when I uh, started a job at any place, even though I don't drink, I would often go out to the happy hours for at least the first couple weeks just to let introduce myself to them so that they can get to know me and I can get to know them. And then I just started tapering that off. You know, I wouldn't, I would, you know, I would buy somebody a drink and I would order myself, you know, a water or a soda, something that looked like a drink. And, but that was all with the purpose of building a network. So then I understood what the politics of the office are, because let's be honest, every office has their own politics. And so it'd be naive to walk into a place and think that everybody's going to be fair. Everyone's going to be nice. And, um, the entire staff will be supportive of myself and, and everyone is in alignment with everything that is happening. There's always some conflict, tension, um, deceit, deception. There's always, you know, I mean, we're dealing with people at the end of the day, right? So strengthen your network and, and, and you can do, and if you can't, you know, meet them for drinks afterwards, Maybe there's a chat group or maybe you eat lunch with them um, or and if, you know, or pick one person a day slowly, you know, hone in on one person. Same way the bully is honing in on you. You hone in on one person who is kind of like the mouth of the office. There's typically one person who, you know, everybody loves or everybody rallies around or they're not afraid to, to say, you know, what's on their mind. That's the person that you may want to align yourself with because um, they're the person who is likely to have your back and, and that is the person that the, the bully is least le- uh, likely to target because this person has a strong network and also has a voice that people listen to. So establish good relationships with your coworker instead of isolating and uh, moving into solitary because um, that you know then you'll feel safe and protected and Also, that'll help with your mental health. You'll feel like you have an outlet, right? And then the other thing that the article mentions is uh, don't let your emotions overpower your reaction, meaning like, you know, (laughs) don't yell or throw something at the person or throw them the middle finger like, you know, F you and all these things. Um, Don't let your emotions get in the way of the work that you have to do and of you staying professional, right? So this might mean that maybe you have to release your emotions uh, through exercise or journaling or talking to a, uh, a mental health professional. Uh, one of the things that the article um, uh, recommends is, is to initiate the discussion with the bully. So instead of waiting for the bully to come to you, 
you take it to the bully and and you you go you approach them very directly and importantly and you say to the the bully uh listen i've noticed you know i've noticed that when i do this you're saying that and when i say that and you do that uh is there a reason for this i it's um, i'm confused help me to understand why this is eliciting such a response and when you take it to them you're you're letting them know that you're not going to run and hide that and and you're not looking for a right answer you're not looking to hear them say well, i'm not going to do it again or i'm sorry you're just your entire intention is to shine a light on their behaviors not on them but on their behaviors. So, hey, I noticed that when I was trying to leave, you stood in the doorway for five seconds. Or I noticed that you were standing by my car for two minutes after work. Or I noticed that you sent me 10 emails on Tuesday uh, when one email you know, would have done. Just shine a light on their behaviors and then and say, uh, help me to understand, I'm confused. Um, to, and and let them explain themselves. And, and that's all you want. You just want to let them know, I see you. I see your behaviors. It's not acceptable. And then you, you can even say to them, listen, instead of uh, standing by my car, if you want to talk to me, we can talk uh, at lunch. That would be a great time to have a discussion with me. Instead of standing in the door, uh, I would appreciate if you would step to the side. Um, you know, like also make a request of what your needs are. So that, but it's very clear uh, that I see you, and here's what I need from you. But you don't need them to agree in the moment. Just say, "Hey, in the future, I would like it if, you know, X, Y, and Z." So shine a light on them, um, and 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 make sure that you are documenting everything, and and confronting them as soon as possible. Don't wait for it to snowball into a place of where you're miserable, right? This is something that you want to address within 24 hours, same day, um, if possible. Because sometimes, and I say same day because I, I recognize that sometimes it's happening while you're in transition. You're going to a thing, and then they say something, and you don't have time to address it in the moment. Um, but you can you can say in a moment like, "Hey, let's let's come back to this," um, you know, and. And then the last thing that we can do when we're talking about dealing with workplace bullies is to build golden bridges. Now, <laughs> uh, Sun Tzu, one of the greatest warlords that ever lived, said, build your opponent a golden bridge to retreat across. Because Sun Tzu, a great warrior, he wasn't a person who really wanted to fight the other side. He just wanted the other side to retreat and give up he didn't want to destroy them if he can go on a battle without actually fighting he he was happy to do that and so a lot of times when we confront someone we think we have to push them into a corner and and, and beat them into submission when the truth is the best way to get someone on your side is to back them up but give them a golden bridge give them a way out and you see this a lot like in fbi interrogations where the the detective will sit across from the accused and say, "Hey, listen. Here's what the audience. Here's what the audience. Here's what the evidence is showing us in terms of 
uh, how it was done, who did it. Um, and, but what we need to know is why. We already know that you did it. We, we're not, I don't need you to confess the evidence is telling me that you did X, Y, and Z. Um, what we need to know is why. And if you give me the why, then I can talk to the judge and give you a much lighter sentence. I can give you, you know, instead of doing 10, you can do five and possibly be out in three, right? That's the golden bridge. And so how do we translate that into talking to a bully? You say to the bully, listen, here's, you know, I have the emails that you've been sending me, the harassing emails. I have the threatening text messages that you've sent me. I have uh, audio recording of the verbal threats that you've made to my person and to my job and, you know, and, and to whatever else. Um, so I don't need you to confess or anything like that. Um, I need you to recognize that this evidence doesn't bode well for your career. It doesn't bode well for your retirement package. You have a wife, you have two children. This is going to have a profound impact on you being able to pay your mortgage, sending your kids to the school, uh, keeping your kids in the school that they're at. This is going to have a profound impact. And, and also your reputation. I don't know if you'll be able to find work after this. So I can help you. If you can give me the space to let me do my job, right, um, then we can move forward together. Because I know that you're probably wanting to get into that next level of, you know, maybe they want to go from manager to district manager or whatever. Show them how backing off of you can help them to move forward. And you can just leave it there, right? So you're building them the bridge. You're basically giving them a vision of a better future than what they have and also showing them also showing them the threat of what they could potentially be losing by continuing this course of behavior. Remember, we're never attacking the person. We're always addressing the behavior. Not attacking, we're addressing, right? And, and if this continues, right, this is where you, you talk to HR and then you go further and further up the ladder if need be. But we always want to start off with observing the behavior, documenting the behavior, making sure that our conversations are recorded or in writing so that we have enough to present to them. And then making sure that our behaviors and actions that we take are in align with the policies of the workplace. And build that network at work. I know you want to go home. I know you're tired. You might have an hour-long drive after work. You don't want to hang around for any chit-chat. But slowly find a way to build a connection. And I and also just want to say this part, too. You don't have to build a network around trying to um, address the bully. Meaning, don't, you know, don't network or build a connection with someone else and say to them, hey, this guy is, you know, really been threatening me and harassing me. You don't want to build it like that. What you want to do is just build it on shared interests. Like, hey, I like that I like that outfit you're wearing or, or you're in a golf, I'm in a golf too. Like 
build a genuine friendship connection and and then when you need that support you have it but don't try to build it off the basis of i need you to help me get this bully off my back build a connection with people that you are genuinely interested in right and that you have some shared values with and then when you and then when you need that support and that backup you have that you have that um if you found any value in this podcast if there's anything you're like ah oh, i want to i need to write that down or I need, it's making me think please share this episode with a friend with a friend a colleague anyone who you think would benefit from what was shared in this episode um and thank you so much for listening in i know that you have a million things on your plate and i appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode when there's like a million podcasts out there so um like share subscribe and remember this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help for you calling the 988 or any of the uh suicide prevention phone numbers that are listed in any and all of the show notes you can talk chat text you can go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching a lot of people have asked me about the coaching part i work with individuals who are wildly successful in their work they've checked all the boxes they've met the <laughs> expectations of their family and society and everybody else and and they're now struggling to find meaning in the work they are successful at work and somehow suffocating and suffering in their personal lives and just trying to find the meaning of it all and asking themselves what is this all for go to thrivewithleo.com and let's get to tomorrow together